Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come today to this place as the Greeks who came to the disciples and said we would see Jesus. In Christ's name, amen. Every uh, night there is a presentation on prayer. And um, Sharon asked me to do a couple of evenings. We've had our pastors uh, making presentations on prayer, about 10 to 15 minutes. And I was wondering what I should speak on. Sharon asked me to take a couple of nights. And so I uh, laid awake one night trying to figure out what that would be, thinking ahead. <clears throat> I tend to wait to the last minute for too much, so I'm told. And so I'm talking to the Lord in prayer and went to sleep. And was suddenly awakened at four in the morning, and this may be coincidental, I don't know. I'm not saying that God did it, but it was strange. That four in the morning, I eyes open, I was wide awake, and I had this something in my mind. I had totally forgotten about prayer. And uh, I said, yeah, I have to remember that, uh, write it down. No, it just, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got out of bed, and I went into my study, and things began to come at me. And uh, I wrote down with paper quickly, and then went back to bed. And uh, I've asked God, you know, should I tell you this? Because it just may be one of those things, you know. I'm not saying that God picked me out and said, I'm going to do something special for you. But it was something that I had totally forgotten that I had picked up at a prayer conference, I'm sure, along the way. And not everything I'm going to say is about that. I'll tell you the part. Um, but pray for me. I, the last time I spoke here in, uh, in August, I preached on prayer. And we've been talking about prayer every evening, and I appreciate the pastors and their comments, and uh, they've, it's been wonderful to hear so much about prayer. We've had a group that has met at the Fletcher Park Inn on Wednesday mornings for how many months, Barry? A couple at least, maybe three? Yeah. On Wednesday mornings for 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes we talk afterwards, but to talk about prayer for the Daniel Fast. And Many times, most of the times, there are other things that are brought to the table. And those who are involved in the Daniel Fast believe that prayer has made a difference. That uh, there has been prayer in the past, always has been prayer, but this year, God's people have gotten together and in a circle have talked about, about the need and the potential and asked God together to bless. And has he blessed it's, um, you know, <clears throat> there's no substitute for prayer. And so our scripture reading today reminds us that God says, if my people, and at that time that was Israel, but today he's talking about you and me. If my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray, he says, I will hear and I will bless and I'll not only bless them, I will bless the land. This is what America needs now, isn't it? And all it takes is God's people praying, just God's people getting together pray, and all will be blessed, even the non-believers. That's what God is interested in. He's interested in the salvation of people. And that's why the door of mercy remains open. It's so that one more person can come across the line and get baptized. I point this way because the baptismal pool is right there. And we've seen that a number of times lately. People just having contact, rubbing shoulders with God's people or with this place and making that decision. And we pray that it will be an explosion according to, we've been studying in, in a Wednesday night before the Daniel fast, when we met on Wednesday night, that Revelation 18 talks about this angel that comes with a mighty voice. And that talks about at the end of time when there's going to be a revival like we've never seen before since Pentecost. Probably will be greater than Pentecost. And it will be bathed in prayer. Always revivals are accompanied by prayer and lead the way with prayer. So today I'm, I'm talking about personal prayer. And um, I picked up an illustration from Morris Benton in here that, that uh, I might have used before, but I had no record of it. My sermon is entitled, Storming the Gates of Heaven. And someone says, wait, you mean storming the, gate, storming the gates of hell? You can't storm the gates of hell. You cannot take on the devil. He's bigger and he's better than you are at fighting. He is the author of fighting. So only way, the only way to beat the devil is to storm the gates of heaven in prayer and say, Lord, Lord, it's me, it's me standing in the need of prayer. Lord, right now, you and me, tell me what to do. Change me, break my heart, melt me, mold me, make me be, Lord, what I should be, that I can be that person to reach one more person for you. And if we're knocking on heaven's door with that kind of prayer, we're told in Revelation, the third chapter, that Jesus is trying to get in anyhow, isn't he? He says, I stand at the door, and I'm knocking, and he'll swing the door open, and he will come to our aid, and we will see children one for Jesus. We will see lost sons and daughters who grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist home going to Sabbath school and going to church school who are out there in the world. Does anyone have anyone like that? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm going to. Pray for my relatives. Pray for my children. So storm heaven's door with prayer every day. Don't give up. Jesus is waiting. I want to remind you of some things I've said about prayer before. Prayer has to be intentional. We have found this, Sharon and I have found it with our, our devotional prayer we have every day, morning. We sing a couple of songs, three actually, and I play my little ukulele, and, and not, that, not that you have to learn to play a ukulele or an instrument, not that you even sing, but let me tell you, put the words of these hymns in your heart. They are blessed. I'm not saying they're inspired, but they are blessed. 
And frequently when I'm in a situation, when I'm down, when I'm challenged, these words come to my mind and they encourage me. Get a hymn book. You say, I, you know, I, I don't have money for a hymn book. Tell me, I'll get you one. There are hymn books galore, old hymn books that have these great songs in them. We uh, have to change our hymnals here occasionally. Some of them today need to be changed. And we don't throw those away. People pick them up and take them home. So tell, we'll get, but, but in your devotional life, put these words to heart so that you can, and we sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Do you know all the words of that song? Learn it. I'll tell you, that song is a tremendous song about the Christian walk and prayer. I believe that God helped some of these hymn writers to come up with these songs. It's interesting that, that um, Ellen White, who was one of the founders of our church, was contemporaneous with that great hymn writer, the blind lady, what's her name? Helen? What was it? Fanny Crosby, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say Helen Keller, no. Fanny Crosby, they were the same generation. Those were great, great. There was a time of revival. All right, so be intentional. And I, I went over this in August, and I'm not going to repeat myself there. But be intentional. What does that mean? If you don't find, or you don't set aside time for the Lord, the devil's going to find something else for you to do. Sometimes it's important, pressing. You've got to do it now. So set that time. Get a time. Anytime. This is when we're going to do it, right now. First thing in the morning. You know, I've, I've, I've said, and others have said, the best time is in the morning when you're wide awake. And then I heard Mark Finley, he says, no. He says, for me, it's at the end of the day. So it's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? See? But he has a time set, a, set apart, and it works better for me earlier in the day. What is that time for you? Have you determined when you will be alone with your God in this particular, a place, a special place where you will not be interrupted, where this thing's turned off, you know, where you forgot it for a while, and, and you just put it aside, and uh, someone says, yeah, but I have everything on this thing, then if you see a phone call come in, ignore it, you know, that's it. But, but put it aside. Put everything you can aside unless the fireman's knocking on your door telling you the house. It's, it's, that's it. That's it. This is the time, my time alone with my creator. We have an appointment. It's actually right there in, in, your, in your day mind or on your phone, whatever. That you've got that time right there. Every morning we, we have our day scheduled out and every morning we go start, we go to the gym, we come home and we eat and then we got that time. That's it. And, and we really try to guard that time we're going to have with Jesus. Do that with your personal time as well with Jesus. Same time, same place. Now, what, I've shared this, this before, but I'm going to do it again. I thought more thinking about it. Picked it up from Morris Venden when I was 21 years of age. I heard him uh, with this illustration. He didn't have PowerPoint then. An illustration, all he had was, he said, now if you can imagine, and his deep, beautiful voice, a line from this pulpit and from me right here to heaven. We call that the vertical line. That's it. That's the fight of faith. You remember his voice, how beautiful it was? Yeah. And, and, and then he says, I'm drawing a line right now from right here to God's throne. That's the vertical line. All right, keep that in mind. And then he said, and then if you can imagine also another line from me to you, I mean, that's the horizontal line, right? That's the horizontal line. He says, so two lines, vertical to heaven 
and another line from me to you. And he said, these two lines represent two fights, two positions we can take in fighting for good and fighting against evil. And he said, the one to heaven, the vertical life, is the fight of faith, represents the fight of faith. And the one that's horizontal represents the fight of works. Do you see where he was going with this? Do you get it? The vertical life and the horizontal life. I want to talk about the vertical life first of all. The vertical life is composed basically of three things. And those three things are Bible study, prayer, and a life of witnessing and working with Jesus. That's, that's doing good deeds, that's helping people, that's giving Bible studies, that is doing whatever it takes to let Jesus' life shine through you. And I look out here and I see so many people in so many beautiful ways who are letting God do that through you. That encourages me, I tell you. You got that? This is the fight of faith. When the devil comes at you and he wants to fight, there are two ways you can do it. One is the vertical way and the other is the horizontal way. There's only two ways. There's no other options. And too often, we go after the devil with great resolve. And in doing that, we are storming the gates of hell and we're going to lose that battle. We must storm the gates of heaven. And heaven is that way, isn't it? So this is the vertical life. Bible study, prayer, and a life of working with Jesus and living with Jesus. Um, all right, here we go. So, today I want to talk about the daily prayer life. As I said, be intentional about it. We talked about that. And in doing so, when you get on your knees, storm the gates of heaven and say, Lord, here I am. Let's get going today. If my people who are called by name, my name will humble themselves and do what? And pray, I will hear from heaven. Okay, we got a problem here. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a new computer, and we just installed this thing. All right. They have a glitch here in it. But this is the part that I had. Let me see if I can remember it now, <laughs> as I wrote it down. And that is, I want to share with you what to do, what to do in that time that you're alone together. And God's with God in your special time and your special place. And if you could write this down, because I had it on the screen, and uh, this morning it was there again. I got to church, it was there again, and it's gone. Can you write this down? Four letters. It's an acronym. This is the part I got at four in the morning. Is it. I believe it's from God. This doesn't, didn't originate with me. I'd heard it somewhere in my deep past. It was in my brain somewhere. The word acts. A-C-T-S. Acts. And this is where I need your help. Because the devil is trying to keep you from hearing this. See, prayer is very important. And the devil doesn't want us to pray. More than anything else, I think he hates it that we pray even more than coming to church. Pr praying is bedrock. And so what do you do 
when you pray? What do you do? How do you spend your time? I've told this story before, but when I was a young fellow, barely in my 20s, 21, 22 years of age, I went to a professor in the seminary, Dr. Blinko, Tom Blinko. And I said, Dr. Blinko, I have a problem. He says, what's that? Charlie, what's that? I said, I hear of these great masters who pray, you know, Martin Luther and Wesley, who would get up and pray for four or five hours. I run out of stuff to pray about in five minutes or less. And he said, Charlie, do you have any children? I said, no, I don't have any children. We plan on having children, but I don't. And he smiled. He says, when you have children, you'll have something to pray about. (laughs) And how true, how true it was. And as life has gone on, there are many things that I pray about. But I found that if I just run through my prayer list, that's not the plan either for prayer. Because where prayer is needed is where it's personally needed. And so there's this acronym for ACTS. And help me out with scripture because you'll come up with some and all mine's in the database. The first, the A part, is adore. Adoration. When you come in prayer, when you come in your special time, your special place to the Lord in prayer, you adore him. A, can you remember that? You give praise to him. And sometimes I'll do that in singing. Praise him, praise him, Jesus our blessed redeemer. Lord, we lift your name on high. These are songs that come to my mind. I'll sing them in prayer. Start off my prayer even singing. But you can run through those words. They're all the songs are there, the scriptures are there. Can you help me with one? Can you think of one? What is that? Matthew 22, 37. Do you know enough of it? To, do we have a mic here we can pass around? All right. Matthew 22, 37. If you have your Bible, you may want to read that. Go ahead and read it out. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. All right. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate that. That would come to your mind right now if you were going to pray. Love the Lord your God. We're going to use it again. So. Does anyone else think of a scripture? How can, can you think of some scripture that would tell you that you need to praise the Lord in prayer? See, I was, getting, I was going to my knees and going to a prayer list. That's, uh, and, and I've discovered that prayer is more meaningful if I have a, a little more variety in it. And if it's not all about me, is it? I mean, I can come up with all sorts. Lord, help me to get my blood sugar down. I've got diabetes, you know, and all, all this stuff. I've got a host of things I can bring to the Lord immediately. Yeah, Eric? I don't have the verse, but someone here that's got an iPhone can probably find it. But there's right. a, a verse in Psalms where it says, we are to enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. And the Lord reminds me of that. You know, when I get that's down right. on my knees, before I pour out my problems or whatever, yes. start praising him. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for food. Just by doing that, it opens the door. Thank you for that. Yes. And so as you do it, it's like it visually you can imagine coming right in before the Lord. Okay, someone else have a scripture. Esther? This is one of my favorites, uh, Jeremiah 29. Uh, it says, um, 
then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. There you go, and you can claim that promise, can't you? Lord, I'm doing it now. All right, we'll take two more. Okay, we'll bring the mic to you in just a moment. Psalm 92.1, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. All right, very good. You know, the, the thing is, when we, when we kneel, we want to get right to it. I've got this, you know, it's like this throbbing toe. That's all I can think about. And, but hold on, we'll get to that. So rather than jumping right into the request, why not spend some time saying, Lord, this is how I feel about you. If you don't feel this way, just go ahead and, and tell him, Lord, this is how I want to feel. Because this is what the Bible says. Let's see what Marilyn said. I okay, had one here, Dan? sorry. Uh, Psalms 150, praise the Lord, praise the Lord in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to say, we can let the Bible say it for us. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, yeah. and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There you go. So the human thing to do is to get right into our wish list or whatever. But slow down, take some time to put God right there and say, I am storming the gates of heaven, Lord, but first I want to say I recognize you are the king of my life. Amen. All right? Now what's the T for? Can anyone imagine what it's for? Yeah, right. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, again, we want to jump right into the stuff, you know, that, that's really pressing, to, that, that's, that's about me and, and my problem and my impossible situation or whatever. But no, thank him. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Yeah, right? Count your blessings. Well, God has done. Yeah. All right. Do we have someone who would like to come up with a passage for that? It says that we need to thank the Lord. Huh? Okay, we have a passage here. It's right behind you. The mic's coming. Skip C. Did you skip C? Oh, oh yeah, I did. I'm sorry, I did. Yeah, let's go back to let's go back to C. Confess, confess. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Why? Why should we confess? Why should that be at the beginning and not skip it? You know, like I tend to do. All right. It's, uh, do, do we really feel that bad? So, so what do you do? You say, you, as Jesus says, he starts off his prayer, our Lord, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive. Ah, not just forgive me my sins. Tell him, Lord, here it is. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Here it is, Lord, I own up to it. Help me. I am weak, but thou art strong, the song says. And tell him, I recognize it, Lord. Show me. Take me on a journey through the, weed of, through, the, through the garden of my heart and show me the weeds. And Lord, please help me to pluck them up. Get rid of them. Throw them away, please, Lord. I can't do it. I've tried. You see, storming... The gates of heaven is different than storming the gates of hell. 
Storming the gates of hell is trying to be good by not being bad. Do you get that? The, the horizontal life can be trying to be good by checking badness. And the vertical life is saying, Lord, help me. I can't do it. Be in me. Live out thy life within me, O Jesus, King of kings. That's it. That is the C part. Thank you. Very important. The devil doesn't want us to remember that. <laughs> yeah. So you get right down on your knees and you say, Lord, here it is. And he points out to us the reality of the situation where we thought we were so good and we were self-serving, perhaps. Can you think of another passage on confession? Okay, Eric. I'm going to have to rewind. This one is, is on praise. Yeah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It says that Jehoshaphat and the children of God right. were facing an invincible enemy, innumerable. And they started praising God, and when they got to the fight, the enemy had destroyed themselves. That's right. So when we praise God... We praise him for what he's promised. You know, with my wife and I, we went through a divorce. We were separated and divorced for five years. My wife kept speaking what God had promised. Mm. And people at church said, it doesn't work that way. And my wife was like, if you don't believe my husband's coming home, don't pray for me. She claimed what God had promised her. And God did it. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, this is First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to there forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's one I had in the uh, slides. Thank you. If we confess, he will. Can we take that to the bank? Amen. Absolutely. What do you think the T is for? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Someone was listening, yes. Now, you know, again, it's very tempting to get right to the stuff that, you know, the aching toe or whatever, the really stuff that, that, that's hurting us or that we're really concerned about, the, the, the financial situation, whatever. We want to get to that, but no. And this is what I learned from Glenn Kuhn. Does anyone remember Glenn Kuhn? He wrote the ABCs of prayer. Yeah. And he said, we need to thank the Lord for hearing our prayer even before it's answered. <laughs> and so we go right before, you know, you know what the S is. That's supplication. The word is used in the Bible, supplication. That, the, the S part is where we begin to do our wish list. That's, that's, that's where we, we actually lay out before him our request. That's the thing we want to jump into, but no, there's these other three things that the Lord has brought back to my mind, I think, that, that I'm going to be applying this, and I encourage you to also. But uh, let's talk about that uh, Thanksgiving. Anything else we need to say about it? Thank him for what? Everything, Everything yes. Uh, in these days, with uh, gas prices going up like that, and, and just every, the world's coming unraveled and what have you, we need to thank the Lord for the hope that we have. And, yeah, okay. 
In this messed up world, I love this verse. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. There you go. Yeah. What, where is that found, Judy? Uh, that's in Philippians 4.6. Philippians 4.6. Philippians 4.6. All right, do we have another one? Okay, Nicole over here has found one. Okay. We're talking about, still about the T part. This is found in Revelation 7, 11 and 12. 11, and, 11 says, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. They're doing that in heaven. We need to be doing it down here, right? Yeah. Our example. Philippians 4, 6. What is that? Okay. Wait a second. We'll bring that mic to you in just a second. Yeah, go ahead. This is Ephesians 5, and starting with 18, be filled with the Spirit. So we ask for the Spirit, and then speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Amen. Thank you. All right. We're going. <laughs> what, what is this? Am I getting a new phone? <laughs> uh, this is a confession. Oh, he found, he pulled it up here. It's an app that actually has the ACTS. Thank you. All right. So you can, you can get it on your phone. Get my notes. <laughs> All right. And let, let's talk now about the supplication or the request that we make. Uh, is there anything too small for the Lord? No. No, we were to bring everything. In fact, the Bible says pray about everything. I, my, my neighbor called me up, the one that's coming here and... I didn't get his permission to say this, but I think he, will, he won't mind. He called me up this morning. He says, we was at our house, and he said, I can't find my billfold. And uh, we're looking around our house, and he's looking in his car and what have you. Is that something worthy of bringing to the, to the God that hears all this mayhem that's going on in the world? Can, is that really something worth spending time in prayer over? You betcha. You betcha. I'm losing stuff all the time. And I... I Sharon's shaking her head vigorously here. 
And, yeah, I take it to the Lord in prayer. And that's what the song says, isn't it? Take it to the Lord in prayer. That's it. Uh, this, this is, this is what, where, where the rubber meets the road right here because there are so many requests that are out there. Does God really take time and interest in each one of us and our little requests? Do you think he really is concerned about my car keys when I can't find them yet again? I think he is. Yeah, and I, I think that right now his hands are tied because of this great controversy between good and evil and because of these, probably I can only imagine, these, these restrictions that are placed, you know, uh, on God. Yeah, he's all powerful. He could break through and, and just wipe everything away and start all over again. But when we get to heaven, he will sit down and he will explain why. This prayer was answered the way I wanted it to be because every prayer is answered, Right? And this prayer was not answered the way I wanted it to be. And God answered it. He answered it. There's a reason. He will see for every prayer why he did it this way or that way. And that'll take probably another, at least a hundred years, or first hundred years in heaven, hearing all of that and figuring it out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It makes sense now. But right now we say, Lord, as Glenn Coon said, thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. Even before it's realized, thank him after your request, again, for hearing and answering your prayer. Storm the gates of heaven every day, my friends, because it's only going to get, get rougher in this world. We know that from Bible prophecy. But we will get through. Spend time daily in prayer. Spend time daily adoring God, praising him, claiming the promises of God, and um, pray for people. Pray for your family. Pray for people and your brothers and sisters here in Christ. Yes, Lord, as we leave this place, go with us. And Lord, we look forward to our appointments with you every morning in the coming week. Be in our heart, Lord. Be in our words because you are in our hearts. Help us, Lord, to have the sense that we're walking with you. We're never alone. Thank you so much for the promise that if we ask, we will receive. Amen. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.